Hey everyone, thank you so much for supporting the show. In the Pits is proud to announce that our first merch items are now available for pre-order. We have two different tech tees, which we are selling in partnership with Compete. One is the solid metal pattern you see on the show, and the other is a black to metal fade, and both feature the In the Pits logo. These are my first ever merch items, so I wanted to give first backers and supporters of the show something a little extra. Every shirt made in this first run will be individually numbered, and there will only be a total of 50 made. Whether that split is 40 fade and 10 solid, or 25 of each, there will only be 50 total. So message in the pits on Facebook or Instagram to get your pre-order in and lock in your first backer status. Your orders help the show to keep doing awesome things, like sponsoring $100 from Move of the Day at the X-Factor Paintball Series. Shout out to Cruz Reynolds, who won with a clutch 1v3 in overtime to make the finals, and the kid's only 12 years old. Orders will be accepted through Friday, September 30th. Once again, I appreciate all of the love I've gotten for this show through these last three months, and it's been awesome to give this platform to so many deserving individuals in the Texas paintball scene. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to episode 14 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we are going in the pits with Colt Lacow, player for paintballfit.com. Colt, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. Just excited to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So, Colt, first off, you're coming off of an absolutely dominant performance over in Paris, y'all. Uh, it was under the Austin Notorious name, but really, it was all the fit.com guys plus Mark Johnson and Marky Franz and you guys only dropped two points the entire event. So how was that experience playing in the semi-pro division there? You know, it, it was good. Um, I think a lot of the European teams, their fundamentals are really good. Like they do a lot of drills. Um, I think what's lacking there is they don't play as much um, scrimmages, right? So like here in, in America and like Texas, Every weekend, we're playing against a different team, right? Getting new looks, having to figure out our systems, stuff like that. I don't think there's a lot of that there. At least talking to different Europeans there, they were kind of explaining that to me. Like, yeah, we all do a lot of drills or play against our own organizations, but they don't play against other ones, right? So, you know, a lot of the times it was just be like, all right, let's draw them out. Let's play a team paintball game and, you know, lose a body or two off break. It's fine. Let's just play team paintball. And that's how we played that whole event. But it was, you know, it was rough. Uh, the the practice before the event was the only time we actually got to shoot guns on the layout. So the first 30 minutes against some of the pro teams there, we were just getting stomped, right? Like just losing a body off break and just getting our last guy bunkered by two dudes. Like it was awful, right? But then, uh, you know, luckily some teams there were very nice to us and gave us uh, spots in their practice slots. So we got two hours of practice and learned the layout and, you know, put everything together for the rest of the weekend. I wonder if uh, over in Europe, if that's just due to like, you know, country differences or if there's just straight up not that many teams uh, like kind of locally for them. Like I know here in Texas, hell, we've got three Texas pro teams, uh, two Texas or three, actually three semi pro teams and a whole bunch of other divisional guys as well, you know, just within a few hours drive of each other. So I think... Yeah, there's probably a difference between Europe and the United States, but even within that, I think Texas is just a whole other animal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
we're we're even you know i think i think if we did like a like a republic of texas team and went and played in europe in like the pro leagues and i'm saying like not like no pros right so like because then i could be like oh yeah we'll just do diesel and x-factor put them together with some some of the guys from like heat like the guys that are actually from texas like Devin and stuff like that but i think if we did like a divisional republic of texas team and went and competed in europe i think we'd do really good even in the pro division I'm not saying we'd win everything. I don't think we would, but I think we'd compete. Oh, I think but, y'all would smash. I don't think you'd be close to be completely honest. Like there's just so much talent in Texas. It's unreal. It's unreal. It, it's crazy. Texas is, I would, I would say it's the Mecca paintball, but that's, that's just me. I might be biased. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. All <laughs> right. So Cole, uh, for those listening, maybe don't know so much about you personally. Uh, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? I involved, um, like actually a big part of it. I, I would say about six or seven years, like actually running paintball fit. But before that, um, man, paintball, paintball's just been like a way of life. Um, and like, I didn't play till I was about 16 cause I was just scared of getting shot. But like my dad has been a part of paintball man he he was in paintball in like the 80s 90s in texas and i he he told me stories i mean like you know like you hear stories from your parents and you kind of just like listen to like one year right but like he's told me like they they had a thing called the tcc and it was like the texas captains committee and he was a big part of that and just played divisionals and you know one day wanted to play nationally but in texas that like wasn't really known everyone just kind of played local paintball in the woods and stuff like that but he's been a part of paintball since I was born. So, I mean, it's just, it's kind of been a way of life. That's so cool. I want to get your dad on sometime. It seems like he's got a ton of stories. I, I would love to get him on here. I want, I, I'm going to talk to him. I'll, I'll talk to him, get him set up with you. Cause he's got a ton of stories. Wait. Yeah. I definitely, definitely be a taker there. So, uh, Colt, what teams have you played for over the years? I, my first team I ever played for was Apex Predators. Um, and that was about the end of 2015. And uh, I started playing just because I was like, you know what? I'm going to play one event. Uh, didn't have any practice before it because I was like, it's probably my dad's last event he'll ever play paintball. Because at the time, my two brothers, uh, Johnny and Brody, they were playing with a team called Honey Biscuit. And they were playing in D3. So at the time, I was like, okay, Apex is going to be done. Right, this is the last event. While they're playing with these guys, they're going to start playing national. I I need to play one event with my dad. I don't want to be the only kid he had that didn't ever play paintball with him. So I end up playing it, and then uh, I get like a I bunker guy in a snake, right? And that was the best feeling, right? So then that that kind of started the snowball effect of like I want to play paintball. Um, and then after that, Johnny and Brody kind of came down because uh, they were like, okay, well if you're going to start playing screw the national stuff like let's let's try to all play together right because you know who doesn't want to play with their family at least a little bit uh and then we started playing with uh apex as a family and then that kind of transitioned into paintball fit in about uh 2018 then we started playing d4 johnny was playing with diesel uh d2 at the time in 2018 and then 2019 after we played that whole that whole season in D4, uh, a lot of the main guys from Nebraska, actually, who like kind of merged with uh, some of the guys from Texas, 
they uh they ended up dipping out they had you know family stuff some of them went to semi-pro diesel um johnny came down played with us in d3 so then it was me johnny brody trenton chuck latham and then caleb Baisley and uh Derek gable who's uh from nebraska and he came down and james Crusick. and we all played d3 and then after that it's just been painful fit the whole time and i've you know we've had throw together teams and uh in USXBLs and stuff like that, like Dark Horse. And I've played a, a tournament with Greed. I've played different tournaments like that. But uh, no, pretty much just paintball fit and Apex at like an actual committed level. I think one of the, probably the first time I met you was probably with that Dark Horse team. Uh, was that because you played with a couple of guys that are from Outlaw originally? Uh, which is where I actually got my start with the Texas Longhorns in 2015. So that's, was that where you first met up with uh, Chavez? Yeah, so I I met Chavez actually through Caleb. So Caleb, uh, he came, he was in Waxahachie for a living. This is where his mom's from. So he was going to school here and in, in high school, and uh, I met him and we kind of became friends. And then we were playing Siege one day, and he was like, "Hey, I got a buddy from Austin. Um, he also plays paintball. Like, let's let's play games." And then I met Chavez through actually video games, which is kind of crazy now because like I met him at the time playing video games and now he literally lives with me like we're best friends live together do all that all work together travel play paintball um but no met him through there and then pretty much from my understanding it's a lot of the old odk guys um so like dakota there was a guy named dakota james um eric caleb jonathan i'm sure i'm missing people but um yeah we decided to you know, they they actually made Dark Horse, and at the time I was playing for PV Fit, and I didn't have a USXBL team because it was only national, right? So I was like, I don't have a team to play with, and Caleb was like, hey, come come play with us. And then we, you know, started playing together. We won that event, and then just kind of snowball into that. We started doing really good at USXBLs. I think we had, like, two firsts in the three events we played. But it was it was good. Yeah, the fun yeah. team. That's where the uh, the train started, and it's kind of just been no breaks ever since. So uh, you told us a lot about like your uh, your story about how you originally got in. So um, paintball kind of always being a family thing. Like, was that something that like did your dad really push for all three of the brothers to get into the sport? Uh, you could say he. <laughs> okay, so when I was like nine. Uh, he he would he definitely like pushed us to play, but not like you need to play. It's just like hey, like I really think you should try it, right? Uh, but I remember one time I was nine, and he, he probably doesn't like the story because he's behind me, right? When we were playing like a wreck day, it's not even serious, and he just started like calling me a pussy because I'm not running <laughs> and going down the field, and he's like behind me, so like, he's mid game, his adrenaline's pumping, he's he, and I get it, right? But he he's like calling me a pussy because I'm scared they're gonna shoot me. And I'll never forget it because, like, now, like, it still pops in my head. If I feel like I'm being a little baby in the back, I'm like, all right, don't be a pussy. I got to keep, like, playing. But, uh, no, he didn't really, like, push, like, bad. But he definitely was like, I really want you guys to play paintball. It just, you know, but once I was like, hey, I don't want to play, he just, like, stopped and was like, all right, cool. And then I kind of just helped uh, coach on the sidelines when coaching was a thing. I would just yell the kill count and mark the snake with, like, pool noodles. But, uh, no, yeah, he was, he was great. Uh, he kind of like, you know, and same with Brody, Brody was a little bit of the same way. He, 
he didn't play till he was 16. It, it just kind of happened. Like he just was like, I'm good. I don't, I don't really want to play. Took a couple years off because he played a little bit when he was like 13, took a couple years off and then started getting back into it. But no, he, he did good at uh, pushing, but not, not too hard. Oh, uh, I can see he, he embodied the kind of the, the recent revival of the F them kids. Uh, oh, mentality. 100%. Yeah, Love it. no, hundred percent. Well, uh, he must have done something right, cause uh, look where y'all are now. Yeah, no, hundred percent. He's he is our biggest supporter. It's it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, y'all as the Fit dot com team, uh, y'all have a unique advantage over a lot of the teams that you play against, and that's because y'all own your own field. And in your case, it's like even more so because the field that you own, it's not some, you know, someone's backyard or some rundown place. Like y'all's field is paintball fit, which is one of the best fields in the entire country. So, uh, I'm sure, you know, with that being your field, like that probably means y'all are getting lots of time in practice. So just like how much does fit practice in a typical week? So like, let's say if it's, not a layout weekend like how often are y'all at the field so practice for us we honestly a lot of people assume like kind of like what you just said like they, they everyone assumes we're playing like seven six days a week but really it, it's three right like like we play wednesday nights and saturday sunday or sometimes it's wednesday nights and like a friday night and a sunday just because what what happens is so we we have the paintball field but we also have a shoe repair that my parents run and like my, my girlfriend works with them. And like, I usually go there and help as well. Uh, we run a, a metal business. So we make concrete molds as well. And so like all day we're, we're working, but not all of it's paintball. Right. So like, and then when we're at the field, it's usually maintenance on the field, keeping it up, right. Fixing the net, fixing the lights, uh, fixing the turf, right. Turf spots setting up layouts, stuff like that. So, you know, you end up finishing work and then you're out in the sun all day and you're just kind of like, I want to go home, right? Or I'm going to go to the gym. But no, I, I would say on average, we we play three times a week. Okay. Uh, has that always been the case? Or like when y'all were kind of back in D4, D3, D2, uh, did y'all play any more? Or was that always pretty much the schedule? Um. So... And like D four, I would play at least four to six times a week because uh, we had reball at the time, so we would be open anyways, and I'd kind of have to be there to run it. So then, like sometimes I'd be playing, and sometimes I would just like do snaps, right? But like gun time, I was getting gun time, you know, four to six times a week, all that whole D four twenty eighteen season, and then um, now for the past like three years, it's it's pretty much just been like two to three days a week but it, but it's also like it's every week right like there's no right. there's no weekend that i'm not playing like coming up this weekend is probably the first weekend i've taken off in a long time and i'm only doing that because i have stuff that i promised my girlfriend i would take off because you know chicago then immediately paris then uh not this weekend but next weekend we're going to play 10 man icpl back in chicago so i was like yeah i gotta take two days to just not play paintball but it's been pretty much just every weekend playing and then once during the week. Yeah, y'all's definitely had a uh, busy schedule lately. And uh, I'm sure that with 
USXBL coming up, the championships in two weeks, that's probably a lot on top of that as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, like tomorrow morning I'm getting up and building the third layout at like 8 a.m. And then getting everything ready for uh, the night ball for all the teams that are playing in it to come learn the layout. But Yeah, well, that's definitely a lot of time. Um, so what about like, let's say it was a layout weekend, um, like leading up to Cup, for example. So how much time would y'all get on the field during like preparations for events um so like i said like wednesday for sure but like i i would instead of like instead of like night ball right like i'm i'm getting there early i'm doing drills then i'm playing the night ball and then come saturday sunday it's it's playing at 8 a.m leaving at like 4 p.m both days and then you know if so Mondays are usually our off day. Um, that's like our one off day the the whole week. So like sometimes on Monday I'll I'll go out to the field if it's like a layout weekend and just do a couple snaps, right? Like or look at the field a little bit longer, figure stuff out, maybe shoot some bounce shots, stuff like that. But yeah, try to try to get as much time as possible. It's just whether you know the metal business or the shoe repair and stuff like that actually allow me to get out there and go drill and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it's, it seems to work. And plus, you know, Saturdays and Sundays are really tough for y'all. I'm sure like getting like more often than not, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're usually getting in on those scrimmages that diesel is getting in on with other pro teams, correct? Yeah. 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 So that's, we've been fortunate that, uh, that a lot of the, the pro teams that come to play diesel also like us or like their owner is, friendly with us so he's he's fine having us come play them um it's been good it's it's nice to play against the higher level but you know i also i love one weekend i i like uh one weekend playing against the high level teams and then i want one weekend where we're just playing against the lower divisional teams not only to help them but like it also slows down the game like it's easier to slow down the game right when you're playing a little bit lower team um, and it's the same reason the pros are like, yeah, we'll play this team because they're getting to do the same thing, right? So what we get to do is we can, hey, let's try this, but like, don't leave your primaries and let's see if we can figure this out, right? Like different things like that. So it's nice playing the lower divisional guys and being able to help them be like, hey, like I'm doing this to you because you're not stopping me. Stop me. I'm going to try it again. Okay. And it's an easy thing to do, right? Um, but it also helps them learn stuff about the layout that they didn't know before. Interesting. I've never really heard that approach before. Granted, you know, I'm there's not really many teams below my level, at least currently. Uh, but that's an interesting approach. Well, like, like, like for for you, right? Like, you're you're top, uh, you're you're on the top Titans line, yes. right? So, like, it's so like even like you, you guys can go play against those other top lines at the at the San Antonio Park, but you know sometimes it's like, hey, let's go play against our bottom line and let's tell them exactly what we're going to do, so they can stop it. Or hey, don't tell them what we're going to do, right? But like, let's get to our spots and let's learn where everyone is on the field because yeah, we can go out there and we can run at them and we can shoot everyone, but let's do this point doesn't actually count as a win unless we knew where all five bodies were and we ended with at least four bodies alive. Gotcha. Right. Cause like kills off break happen. You're going to lose a guy off break, stuff like that. Right. But 
four guys alive and we knew where all five bodies were the entire game, that's a win when you're playing a lower divisional team. Interesting approach. I like it. That's kind of my biggest advice when it comes to playing teams that you feel aren't at your level. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Definitely a, a good way to still, you know, get the most out of your time. All right. Uh, so real quick, everybody that's in the chat right now, it looks like we have quite a few people watching live. So uh, hi, everybody. Welcome. Uh, we will be taking a few questions towards the end of the show. So if you have something that you want to ask Colt, uh, go ahead and get it in the chat and we'll get to it towards the end. Uh, so. Colt, let's talk a little bit about, you know, we've we've covered kind of like all of the preparation that you guys have done and have been doing over the past couple of years uh, you, and you know, besides the prep, you guys just play a ton of events. So you played like the entire NXL series uh, back when you had the points to do so. You were also playing USXBL either as fit back when you were D4 and D3 or uh, once you kind of ranked up, you were guesting on other uh, teams from your field. Uh, and y'all just put in a ton of work on the field, like events, practice, and that hard work really showed up in that 2019 season in the NXL when y'all pretty much just ran the table at NXL and D3. So, um, and that's also like where you personally, I feel like gained a lot of fans, uh, kind of in the national, uh, scope. So what was that 2019 season like for you? Man, that, that season and it may, honestly, it might be my favorite season so, I mean, for sure so far, just because – so 2018, I – like, we won a lot. I say we, but, like, I, I didn't get a lot of playtime, right? So, like, a lot of people don't know this. I, I probably only played – until Cup, um, I probably only played, like, two, three points in events. Like, I don't even count the NXL wins from 2018 as, like, my personal win. Like, Brody and Trenton. They played a shit ton, right? But there was a guy, and I, I love the dude. Almost everything I learned um, being a leader, like in the pits, is from this guy, and his name is Bart Hepker. And so he was really good at just kind of rallying the team. And he he was, you know, my position, right? And I was I was bigger than I am now. Like I was a lot fatter, right? So like I wasn't getting a lot of spins. You know, Jell was our coach, and he didn't believe in me as much as he believed in him and, you know, rightfully slow. So, right. I was 18 at the time. This guy's like 30. He's leading the team. He's playing good. Right. So I didn't play a lot. Right. Um, just kind of picked his brain the whole time and had him teach me stuff. Cause we already knew to, at the start of that season that he was going to be gone the next season. So going into 2019 for me, it was a proving myself year, right? Like it was, it was, I need to show people like I can be the guy just because I'm big doesn't mean like I can't go stun on kids and, and beat these people at paintball, right? So, you know, winning the first one was was amazing, but like getting that three-peat in Philly really like sunk it in. It was great. And then we lost Chicago, right? I think we lost like one point to detox and, I, and I'll never forget it because this, this little fucking kid like waved me off the field <laughs> and I was just like, all right, like, you can't you can't just walk around like like you're the best team there because at any moment you could lose to some some nerd that isn't even as good as you. They just played better team paintball that match and and I, I'll never forget it because so then we went into cup and it was a 
it was back to, you know, a, a big fuck you attitude to everyone. And, and uh, you know, being humbled uh, in Chicago that year. So then going out and winning that cup, it, it I, I don't know, man, it, it just felt, it felt like, okay, we can be a really great team and not just be a divisional team. who's like, oh, that, you know, every player kind of splits off. Like, oh, I hope I go pro one day. Like the biggest thing for us ever since that moment was like, it's not if, but when we're playing professional paintball as paintball fit in the system we want and together as a family. And, uh, you know, it, I, I think that that 2019 season is really what kickstarted everything for where we are right now. Yeah, that season was huge for y'all. Uh, it was huge for Texas, but like, uh, just even, you know, talking about kind of when you first like really got on the scene and made a name for yourself, like, you know, the size, uh, difference, like you have gone through this journey of being a much bigger player and, and you've continually kind of shed that weight over the years. So what, you know, like that journey in itself has been massive. So like, what? Like, how has that, you know, how, how has it like been uh, going through that journey? Like, cause being I, like the bigger guy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's when I first started, it was a lot of like, oh, yeah, dude, you're, you know, you're good for a big dude. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, you're, you know, like different things like that. And that's almost like, like a backhand to the face. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're, you're decent, but it's because you're big. Like, you know, it's kind of like a, in my opinion, I took it as like a big fuck you, right? Like, so it, it's been, it's been constant. People aren't wrong in the fact that like you need to be athletic to play paintball. Like it definitely helps. Like it's, you can be a bad player, but be a phenomenal athlete and be a better paintball player because of it. And like even start on a high level team because you're that athletic. So like, you know, it's a big, it's a, it's hard. It's really hard to be this big, but it's also not because paintball in my opinion so like growing up everyone was like you got to be athletic you got to be athletic and yes it does help like i said but it's all mental i think uh especially playing the three which is like what i play and i i think that is the most mental aspect of the game is playing the three and i think i think you can be i think i can be bigger than i am and still do what i do but i want to be smaller because i want to be more dynamic so like like, that's why i'm like okay i gotta lose weight i gotta go to the gym. I got to diet. I got to do these things, which, you know, I took a bad, uh, I was losing a lot of weight when we played pro with AC and then, you know, we got relegated, got a little depressed. Right. So, which I didn't feel depressed because I was like, whatever, but I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of gave up dieting, stopped going to the gym. Not until recently. Am I actually like going back to the gym, starting to diet again? Cause I'm like, screw everything we've been doing. I needed to get back on my stuff. I got to lose weight. I got to do this. It's like now I'm trying to lose weight again, and I'll be honest, it it definitely helps. It helps, but the big thing I can give to everyone, even even the small athletic guys, is like you got to work on your mental game of paintball first, and then the athleticism added with the mental. Now that's when you get the Archies. That's when you get the the Ryan Greenspans, the Colt Roberts, right? Like you get the athletic, smart guys. That's that's when you're actually killing it. Because there's, I'm telling you right now, if you go look at the pro league. There's some athletes there that if you actually talk to them about paintball, they have no idea what the fuck they're saying. They're just like, 
<laughs> get told by their coach to run to the snake and go bunker someone and then it yeah but i don't know that's i can get all into that but um no i i just think that the mental aspect of paintball is the biggest thing oh but. for sure and i think you know i want to give a shout out to one of my teammates he's probably the biggest guy on our team or at least he was when he was playing my boy Dylan. uh well not just dylan we also had another uh guy's name is justin sabi who uh he used to play with the austin weird team um and like he was always the example that i personally would point to like for our like d5 and newer players i i was like even though this guy he's probably the, you know i think similar size if not a little bit bigger than dylan like he was the guy i would point to i was like hey if you're gonna attack a gap and like getting into your next spot you got to go like him He's like, you know, always full speed diving, you know, staying as low as he can. And it's just like, if this guy can do it, then you should be able to like, yeah, he was throwing up on the sideline about every other point after he was doing it. But, you know, like he got it done on the field. So, yeah, that mental game is huge. No, it's a big thing, man. It's it's big. Sure. Uh, So kind of moving on with that you know moving on from that 2019 season uh you you know 2020 was going to be y'all's d2 year and then covid shutdown happened right after vegas uh y'all mm. made quarterfinals i think you got like fifth place or something like that in vegas 2020 i i don't remember the placing i just know we did not win mm-hmm. <laughs> and but, but uh yeah so after think, yeah oh, sorry got, go like, ahead Made, I think Cup, we made semifinals, but we, we only played like two that year. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember. I didn't even know if y'all had played Cup, to be completely honest. I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if y'all had skipped that. Okay. So um, through everything, you know, after 2020, uh, the 21 season emerges and y'all are suddenly the new faces of AC Dallas. Uh, you know, that roster kind of fell apart. Everybody went to different teams and y'all got brought up and you guys showed a lot of promise like i was under the impression that like y'all were gonna make a sunday that year like granted going from d3 not really playing d2 and then just going straight to pro that's a huge jump to make and it took ml kings making their first sunday in four years in the pro division to uh to relegate y'all uh so what did what did you guys take away from that 21 season in pro? Um, I took, uh, you know, I mean, we weren't ready. Right. So like, and at the time, like when we first got off, we're like, yeah, no, there's no way we get relegated. Like we'll be fine. Right. Um, but the big thing we also talked about was like, if we get relegated, like we'll just play semi-pro like it's, and granted we didn't start talking like that till you know, cup when it was kind of like, you're going to get relegated. Right. Um, but no, I, I took a big thing is in pro paintball. Um, I think after the high level D2 players, right. The high level D2 teams and up and, um, in pro gun skills, pretty much the same. Now, besides like the elite of the elite of pro, right. But like the average pro player and the average top of the line D2 and semi-pro players, I think the gun skill is the same. I think the snapping is the same. I think that the gun kills off breaker pretty much the same. The difference though is pro players, it's not that they know more than you, they adapt faster, right? So like 
when when you're playing, you're, you're you're holding the snake guy, and then he puts you away, and you're trying to call someone over to like, hey, shoot that gap, I need help. They've already left, right? Versus in divisionals, you're calling someone over. That guy's being stupid. He's still holding, right? And then then you have enough time to switch a guy or reverse the situation. They call that guy over faster. That guy switches faster, right? Like the dynasties, the X factors, those those teams, right? Like even like it's like we played Diesel in them, and they did it too. But then when you when you got to like the higher up pro teams, like like Heat and stuff like that, it was just a little bit faster, right? Like it was a little bit more. Um, but overall, I think. I think that was the biggest difference in pro was it's so much faster changes midpoint and those three on three situationals, they've been in hundreds of them, right? Like they've been in hundreds to thousands of them and you haven't. So they're, they're just that much quicker at those situational things. I think that's the difference in pro paintball and semi pro and D2 is, is adaptiveness and how quick they do it. That's, that's just what I took from it. And, and just learning to be a better teammate, and not just having one to two guys, it's having the whole five be a unit together. And I, I think, you know, that's the biggest difference. Uh, I've heard uh, from a few places. I think I actually, I heard this from the, uh, from what I forget the guy's name, but he was on the uh, Utah bro army and he has a YouTube channel where he, he breaks down a couple of things. Like he does field breakdowns and he also does a few popular videos like the, like, why you're stuck in D five or why you're stuck in D four and all of that. Can't remember his name. Um, but something that he said was that the gap between like bottom of division five to D two is smaller than the gap between D two to, to pro. Uh, would you like, what, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I think he's got it flipped. I, I, I really do think he's got it flipped. Um, I, I really, you know, and in today's age, right? So, like, go watch. Go watch some of those D2 teams. Go watch the KC Missouri All-Stars. Go watch Leverage, right? Go go watch those guys and go watch the higher-up semi-pro teams. Go watch Blast Camp. Go watch us. Go watch Distortion. Go watch Notorious. Go watch Crisis, right? Go watch Killers. They play like pro teams. The only difference is the pro guys. And, I mean, and this could just be – a weird opinion, right? Like this could just be a weird hot take, but I think the the difference is just how quickly the pros put together a situation versus the smaller guys, right? But it's not gun skill. It's it's not gun skill. It's it's not who's drilling more, right? Because at this day and age, everyone, in my opinion, everyone is drilling more now and working harder in every division than they've ever done in the past, right? Like, I mean, even just me saying the three days a week thing, I know for a fact, Blast Camp's doing that, Distortion's doing that, Notorious is doing that. You guys are now having Nightball, right? Like, everyone's doing it. It's not even a, a crazy thing to play during the week anymore. Like, and that, that's, that's my biggest thing is like, but the gap from D5 to D2 is where it's learning paintball. Like, that's, that's learning how to play paintball, how to work as a team, what to do in situations. And then D2 to pro is how quickly can you adapt? How quickly can you read the field? and use your teammates the best. That's that's my take from it. 
Um, I think the gun skills are very similar. Now, when I say that, I don't mean grab a bottom D2 team and put them against fucking Dynasty. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying top of the line D2, um, bottom 10 pro team. It's just going to come down to who who adapts to the field quicker, and it's going to be the pro team, right? Um, but then you get to the elite of the elite. Now they have the elite gun skills. They have the elite switching and stuff like that. That's why they're the elite pro teams. But um, no, I, I definitely think that guy has it wrong. Okay. I, I think that gap from D5 to D2 is astronomical. I think you put a D2 team against a pro team, they'll win some, they'll get a couple close matches. You play 100 matches, they might win a couple. I put, I put leverage against D5 team, right? I guarantee they shit on them, oh, yeah. right? Like there's not even a competition. So yeah, that's, that's my opinion on that. Gotcha. And I, I know like talking about that, uh, practice regimen playing three days a week, how it's kind of become the norm and like night ball happening more and more and playing during the week. Like there seem, we seem to be kind of in the middle of a huge, uh, I don't know how else to say it, but like arms race, I guess within like the divisional scene, especially. And I don't know if that's just a Texas thing or if just the competition across the United States is just getting that much more intense. Cause I know like, D4 and D3, like, just talking about D4 in Texas, D4 in Texas is pretty damn hard. Like, and it might just be a Texas thing, but it seems like across the board, people are working harder and just, and they know, like, I guess the right steps to take to be more efficient in their, in their work ethic. No, I completely agree. I just think everyone's, and and you like to see it, right? Because, like, Mm -hmm. That's the first step in that paintball needs to actually become a sport. And it's to be so competitive that people are treating this like a sport, not, not just like, Oh yeah, I go on Sundays. Like people want to win now. I, I think not. That they didn't want it in the past. Not, not that they didn't want to win, but like now it's so competitive. Everyone's working. Than they've ever worked. And I think, I think it's only doing good for paintball. I think, and who knows, Texas might be, you could say, working harder, but, like, there's teams in Florida, there's teams in Alabama that have night ball that are in California that are playing during the week. They're drilling during the week. They're playing on the weekends. They're playing every every week. Like, this is a lifestyle now. It's really cool to see, and I think paintball's, I, I say, give it 10 years, and everyone's going to be playing four days a week minimum, and that's going to be the norm. Like, it's, you know, I, I think it's really cool to see, though. I think it's I think it's pretty awesome. Yep. Uh definitely the game has been elevated recently. Uh so kind of continuing on, we talked about kind of your your past career. I want to get into uh your field for a little bit. So uh paintball fit, I believe, uh does it stand for family integrated <clears throat> team? Is that correct? Yes. Okay, yes. so like the fit kind of mantra it truly is family integrated. I mean, you got three brothers on the same team, you know, your dad, uh, and y'all together have all built this field and you all work together, uh, kind of building it up over the years. Um, and it's gone from just kind of this small addition to the mad dogs field where, you know, you got like this small trailer and like just one speedball field, which that field, like, even then was pretty cool. Uh, we played it there like once or twice during like the NCPA days back when that was still around. And now you've got, you know, three of the best fields in Texas. You, uh, 
just right there. And one of them even you can convert to like a seven man or a 10 man, which we all do pretty often. Uh, so what has that journey been to uh, start kind of small and eventually build up what is now kind of like the field of dreams in paintball? Um, well, man, it sucked. Uh, so, <laughs> so we started doing it. I, I was 16 at the time uh, when we started building paintball fit. So, you know, I'd, I'd go to school. I immediately after school, I'm to the field. I'm working. I'm helping build fields. We finally get that that first field done. And then we talk about expanding the top. So then I think that was 2017. It was like a year and a half later. Um, we started building the top. We're doing those three fields. And then, I mean, we – so it was me, my dad. Uh, my two brothers and then my cousin, who's he's basically a brother, right? His name Tr- Trenton Mason. He, uh, we, all of us together, just every day. And I say it like that because, like, you know, I like I'm in high school, like 16, 17, and I'm I'm going to school and then immediately going to the field and working out in the sun all day, getting home at like 10 p.m., doing homework, and then going back to school at 8 a.m., going back to the field at night, working, working, working. Not them. They're all day working, twelve hours a day building this field. So, like, it you know, it was a lot, but man, it was worth it in the long run. It's like it's because of that field that we've been able to have the life we have and and travel and play paintball together. But yeah, uh, you know, putting all the poles together, laying turf is really really shitty. <laughs> it really sucks in the Texas heat. But uh, no, overall, it, it was. You know, it's it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, fit is one of the nicest fields in Texas, uh, and there's a lot of really good fields in Texas too. So that's yeah, no, uh, Texas yeah, has a lot of great fields. That's really saying something. And fit, you know, not just like it. the physical features that y'all have. You know, with having three uh, three full size fields, you've got turf that is just not on the field, but like pretty much through the entire complex. I, uh, you've have, um, you know, you also do things like provide water and snacks to your teams that play there. You have an ice maker. Um, you've got a whole lot of other like quality of life things that really enhances the experience for players that are there regularly. So, um, do y'all have like any more exciting things that are coming up for the field? Um, man, I, <laughs> I, I can I can't even honestly give you an answer because I don't even know, right? Like it could be a week from now, and either Johnny or my dad are like, "Hey, we need this," and then we all talk about it, and we'll we'll figure it all out. Uh, at the moment, I can't think of any like additions, as in like snacks and stuff like that. Um, actually, no, yeah, there's there's one we've been thinking about um, kind of making like smoothies for people. But you know that's a that's a whole thing. You got to get a maker. Got to figure out how to make it to where like people don't abuse it and tr- get like four smoothies, but they only drink like half a smoothie total, um, stuff like that. But you know, or like just slushies for the Texas heat now for next summer, essentially, right? Because like now it's the end of summer. It's not really worth having stuff cold for the winter. But yeah, you know, know. The, the biggest thing is just trying to make it as nice on the player as possible. Because like when when we were when I was younger and we were at the fields, it was always like, you'd go to like get a water and it was like, it was like five bucks for a bottle of water, four bucks, three. Right. And it was kind of just like, you know, like, I don't know why these fields don't just 
give out a case of water. Like it's it's not that expensive. It just just give them a case so then they can keep playing, right? Like some people forget their waters, and now we have water for you. Um, yeah, it's really just to like as players, what makes us more comfortable playing? Hey, let's add that. Like what what would I like a chrono station? Like a guaranteed chrono station? I want that, right? A Shark Tank that. I don't even know, like the dugout thing, right? Um, with the air, I want that. So I don't ever have to leave. I can bring my fan in here. There's just different things like that that we wanted kind of selfishly for ourselves that we were like, as a player, I want this. So then we kind of just keep adding it for mm-hmm. everyone. Not to mention probably the the biggest and more recent thing, you know, having LED lights on your center field, the whole night ball thing. There's no shadows on that thing. Like I remember when y'all did that announcement video, just like flipped on the lights and started playing like blew my mind, man. Like that was one of the most hype things, I think, to come out of a Texas field in quite some time. Man, I appreciate it. That was a that was all Johnny. And my dad, that's all their brain. They designed the whole design for it. And then we all just, we had a guy um, from the field. He's an electrician. So he helped us like, hey, you actually need this stuff for it. Um, and kind of showed us how to put together the lights and the electricity. And then we all by hand put it all up. And because we don't have the money to hire an electrician to do all that. Like, it's very expensive. So luckily he just helped us out. and was like, hey, tie it like this. So then we had to do all the cables ourselves and get it all hung up with all that stuff, but um, yeah, that was all Johnny and, and my dad designed all that, but it's been great. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, you know, wrapping up our talk about the field and kind of the, the FIT family, um, uh, is there anything else about FIT that you would like players or other individuals to know, like either little known things or maybe like any misconceptions or anything else you would like to clear up about FIT? I can't really think of anything uh, off the top of my head. No, I I, I think I'm good. Nothing really. Cool. So, uh, so now talking about kind of your career currently and moving forward into what's to come. So, uh, you know, I think we already touched on this, but what has been your favorite moment in your career so far? I mean, there, there was the 2019 season, but honestly, Honestly, it was it was last weekend. It, it was winning that European event as a family, right? So I, I kind of touched on like like starting when I was 16. But so Johnny introduced me to the Impact Series um, when we first started playing. And that catapulted a lot to like, hey, we could we could do that. Like we could we could be those guys. We could go travel as because I mean, I don't know if you've watched it, but it's it's such a good documentary like episode season. And when they, when they go and they, they're traveling, they're playing these NXLs, they're, they're doing all these things. And then you see that, Oh shit, they're playing across the seas. Like they're, they're going across the country and playing paintball. And, and we kind of were all like, Hey, like let's make that happen. So like, this has been a bucket list item since, since I started playing paintball. Like, it's been such a big thing to do and the fact that we went and did it and then did it so dominantly and then won semi-pro like we just wanted to go to i was like as a kid i was like oh i want to be like 
play on a pro team there. Like that was it. I didn't think about winning. I just wanted to go there and play on a pro team. So like to go as a family, play together, win it and, and, and do it just, I don't know, with the people you love. Right. So like it, it's probably my favorite thing I've done in paintball to date. Right. And, and that's the thing, right. It paintballs that awesome. Like it, it's given me so much. Right. So like, like there's my, my two brothers and my cousin who, like I said, is just like a brother. And then like, there's Chavez, like Chavez has now lived with me for two years. And I would say he is my brother. Like we're, we spend every day together. We work together and everything like that. But like, I would never have met him. If it wasn't payable. So like him also being a part of it is it's, it's pretty great, man. Like it's uh definitely my favorite tournament we've won and my favorite part of, of my career. Yeah. I mean, absolutely dominant performance for sure as well. Like, you know, besides the build up to the moment, like, and just being able to go out and deliver the product in like almost a flawless uh, entire weekend for y'all. Um, so kind of continuing forward, hopefully it, it can continue into cup. Uh, so right now y'all are in second place in the semi pro series leading up to world cup for the U S and even though, uh, blast camp who've incredible organization, they've been fighting so oh, hard. They, yeah. And they almost won the spot last year. Um, so even though blast camp has won three events this year, it's still an incredibly close race. So, um, kind of before Chicago, it seemed like with the top three teams being y'all notorious and blast camp, it seemed to be a little bit of a rock, paper, scissors with, um, notorious had beaten blast camp. I think both times that they had met, uh, that season. Cause I know they beat them in, uh, in Texas. And I think they beat them one other time as well, like maybe in Florida. Uh, and just the series has been incredibly close all year. So, like from your perspective, how has that fight been at the top? Um, kind of like you said. Like, I mean, it's it's been it's been like a rock paper scissors because I mean, essentially, other than like us dropping the ball in Sacramento, it's just been us and them in the finals every time, and they've they've been killing it all season, right? Like they've won besides Sacramento, and if they would have beat us in semis, they probably would have won Sacramento. That would have been four in a row. They're playing phenomenal paintball. Like those, those guys. Those guys put in a lot of work. Like they're putting in as much work as us. Um, they, they're 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 some good guys, man. Um, and notorious, it's they just came up from D two, right? So like, not a lot of people are talking about that. I feel like. Um, so Blast Camp played semi pro last year. Uh, they played D two while we were in D three with Notorious, right? So they've always been like above us. And then, like you said, we got thrown in from D three to to uh to pro but um yeah like notorious is killing it right like it's their first year in semi-pro they're third in the series right now they'll be able to probably have a couple of them go play pro in europe as well as uh if they don't win the pro spot semi-pro here um but no it's been good you know we just got to work harder and like (laughs) i i i truly think we will win cup um i i you know that's the plan uh, we're all we're all really hungry, right? And everyone's in a good mindset of like, yeah, like there's pressure. Like, yeah, I want to go win the pro spot, but if we don't win the pro spot, I'll win it next year. Like, I'm not, I'm not really stressed about it. I just want to go win because I like to win tournaments. Oh, yeah, but I I really want to win, right? Like, I really want to win that World Cup. Want to win the pro spot and get right back up there. 
but you know, it, it is what it is. You just got to work harder. That, that That's my mindset, right? Um, that's kind of what I've been, you know, thought about it a lot and I just work harder, right? That's kind of the biggest thing, work harder and, and let's go have fun. It's paintball. Oh yeah. I love that mentality. And that's, I, I think it'll definitely earn y'all a pro spot. If not this year, then probably next year. Uh, so I actually really got to pee, but, uh, I want to okay. leave everybody on, you know, I don't want there to be too much dead time. So, uh, before I go, here's this next question for you. So if you guys manage to beat blast camp and you beat them by at least two spots. So like if y'all get first and they get third, um, and you also have to beat notorious at cup, you will win the pro spot. So what would it mean for you personally to be able to re-enter the pro division, uh, but this time with your own identity as paintball fit rather than, you know, taking over AC, uh, Dallas's name and also to become both a hashtag relegated pro and now a hashtag promoted, uh, semi-pro as well, being able to don both names. Uh, no, it, it going into playing as AC, um, it, it didn't work. Um, there was a lot of, uh, kind of conflict, I, I would say, um, just between like kind of the players and, and the staff, it, it, it just didn't work. And it's not either one's fault. In my opinion, I think just some teams or some coaches and players shouldn't be together. It just, it doesn't work. There's a weird dynamic. It just didn't really pan out. Um, I, I just, I, I truly think that was a big thing is like, there just wasn't a lot of um, gelling going on. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of gelling with, with the AC Dallas um, the way we, we all were, but as paintball fit, you know, we've kind of got back to our roots of just like, Hey man, like it is just paintball. Like, let's just have fun. Um, it's been, it's been a good year, man. So going back in as paintball fit, reestablishing our name, because everyone always is like, oh, yeah, well, AC Dallas is now as paintball fit. And I'm like, that's not the case. We were paintball fit who got thrown into pro, um, not thrown in, asked to play. Like, it wasn't like we didn't have a choice. We had a choice. We chose to play pro, right? Um, but, it, you know, like, we're, we are paintball fit. Like, we're still the D3 team from 2019 who got went to pro, play pro after two events in D2. And then, yeah, got rightfully relegated. And then now we're playing semi-pro, but like, you know, it's kind of all part of the plan, right? Like we planned on playing D2 again in 2021 if we didn't get asked to play pro. Like we were like, yeah, let's play D2 again. And then, you know, did all that. So now we're playing semi-pro for our first year, just on top, right on schedule. So going pro this year would mean everything, right? To like do that back to back. I don't, I mean, for one, no teams got relegated and stayed together. Like that just hasn't happened. Um, and if I'm wrong, correct me. Um, but from my understanding, no one's ever done that. So to be able to go right back into pro right after, you know, that'd be an amazing thing. I think that's a great feat, in my opinion, to, to face that adversity of getting relegated to saying like, hey, screw the doubters, let's go play and win it again. Um, but like I was saying in the other question, like, if if we don't, I'm just going to work really hard and I will win that pro spot next year. Like there's no, there's no offense and about it. We would win it next year, but I plan on winning it this year. Cause I really fucking want it. So I, you know, I, I want to be able to go get relegated and immediately come right back in. And then I want to go that first event. I want to make Sunday. 
And then after that, I want to make top four. And then I want to win a pro uh, pro event within the first two years. Like that's, that's kind of the goal. Right. Um, but to be able to go do it as like our own identity would be amazing. Right. That, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, that's the dream. That would, uh, uh, I, I don't think it's a question of if, I think it's just a question of when, uh, and I, I hope it's going to be this year. I mean, it's going to be an incredibly close race at the top. Like normally it's just like a two team race and where it's like, there's like a clear first place and a clear second place, but like, it's not all that clear this year. And I don't know if it's just because of like the new like scoring system for semi-pro where it's like fixed point gaps, uh, instead of just based on the number of teams. But like, even without that, like y'all blast camp and notorious, like close race. Uh, so we have a quick question in the chat. Um, so kind of like when y'all got relegated or even before then, just like in general, have there been, uh, other teams or other organizations like come in with offers and trying to like pick, pick y'all squad apart? Um, not, not, uh, not too bad. No. Um, It can be as specific uh, no, or as no, general as you want. Yeah, no, we're we're good. I think everyone kind of understands. Like, we're, none of us are going anywhere, right? Like, and and if if somebody left, like I, I'd, I'd understand. Like, I I get it. But um, other than I mean, like you could say like Logan got picked apart uh, by Diesel, but that's not even picked off because like, yeah, I mean he you know he was playing with AC to begin with uh the year before and then we came right. up so and he's been under greg so like i understand staying with greg and going over to diesel like we kind of expected it so it wasn't like a shock um but no i no i think uh, i think everyone's good but yeah. um yeah gotcha uh so um with the current like situation or even just like in the history of fit uh does do y'all have a team that you consider your rival either like currently in the semi-pro bracket or just like in the past like as y'all have been coming up the ranks and i i think i might know an answer to it to this one just knowing y'all's history um that i man it's weird because like rivals right so like when i think of rival i think of like like fuck those guys, right? Like I think fuck these. Like I want to fight them, type thing. Um, so I don't really have a rival in that sense. But like you could say that like Blast Camp and Notorious could be like our our rivals, right? Because we're always playing each other, right? Right? Like we're always in talks of like, hey, who's better? Who's this? But like, like you'll see us behind the pits. Like everyone's high fiving. Like, hey, how are you doing? Like I'm happy to see you at the event, right? Like tapping each other up. Now when it goes on the field, it's it's very fuck you. Like, but, but I, I wouldn't say that I really have like a rival, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's weird. What was your, what was your, your guess? I mean, I would have said like, I mean, just like coming up the ranks, like it always seemed to be y'all and Notorious fighting each other, like deep into Sunday, like in D3, both like at NXL and in USXBL. So like kind of in the past, it always seemed like. Like the I I know for the two events that I was guessing with Notorious, like just hanging around their D three squad, it was always like, hey, the only team that should be beating us right now is like Fit, but like maybe you know it all it always seemed to be like that like 
y'all back in D3 was like, hey, we need to get over like this is our like game that we're circling. This is the hill that we're trying to get over. Um, so maybe that was just more of like a one sided thing. Uh, but it always seemed like you and Notorious were always like running into each other deep on Sunday. No, a hundred percent. Um, and, but it, like I said, like, it's like a, it's a weird thing. Cause like, I just have a weird way to look at rival, like the word. Right. But like, but teams that we have been competing against since fucking D4 is notorious. Right. Like, and I've played against those guys, uh, B white, Marky, English, Paul, all those dudes since since D4, when they were in D3, I was in D4, but they were playing USXBLs. I've been playing against those guys since I started playing paintball. So, like, it's a weird thing. Like, you could say, like, I guess in a sense they're our rival, but it's also, like, I want them to succeed, right? Like, I, I want to – I'm happy they have the pro spot, like, and that they can go play that. I'm, I want them – to succeed it's a weird thing i don't know yeah, for sure i mean like hell even diaz was on fsu for a little bit before coming over to y'all's camp 100 percent, yeah so um so yeah kind of getting towards the end of the show here we've got another question um so this is from let's see domain one uh his question is what is um i mean you've you talked about it a lot like just with the timing just uh uh, biggest change between going from D2 to semi-pro? Uh, oh, D2 to semi-pro. Um, kind of the same thing I was talking about earlier with uh, gun skills, pretty much the same. It's just mm. it's just adapting to situations. It, it's just who who works together the best That's that's and as quickly as possible. For sure. Uh, another question here uh, from Savage Shooter 10. His question is spool or pop it? So before now, I I was all um, spools like the the close capped right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I always so it, like I know up. y'all okay. have been shooting like vanquishes and shockers for the longest time just because like that was your like team program. The sponsor, yeah. So like um, I was always very spool right. Like I had a in twenty nineteen we were shooting the GI Stealth, which is the one sixty R. Um, and then from there, we went to the Shockers when we were um, with AC. And then after, even all this year, I was shooting a GO4, right? Um, the, my only issue with the GO4 was it was loud. And I could only get seven, eight pods, right? So I started using LV2, and it's quieter so I can hear more on the field. Um, and I'm getting a lot more air efficiency, my my only downside was I had to get used to the shot because it has more of a drop shot than a, a flatter shot like the the geo like with the spool. But um, honestly, man, I think it's preference. I I think you just need to shoot whatever gun feels comfortable in your hands, and you don't you don't have an issue with right. So like the geo was too loud for me. I went to the LV two and I was like, oh my god, I can hear people now. So I made the switch, even though I didn't like the shot. Got used to the shot and forced myself to do it. For the betterment of like, I can talk more now because I can hear more. Right. But uh, I think it's all preference. Cool. Uh, let's see. I think that's 
Yeah, we got one more person in the chat just says, shout out to Colt. Went, I went to Nightball at Fit one time and you were very friendly and helping out new players and all around being cool. So, yep, definitely. Uh, Appreciate that. That's definitely the Colt LaCalle, uh mantra right there. Uh, huge uh, name in paintball and just y'all are awesome with bringing you guys in for sure. Just y'all's whole yeah, field. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So Colt, uh, this question I ask everybody that gets on the show. So are there any Texas based either teams, individual players, brands or projects that have caught your attention lately? So if there's someone or something in Texas that maybe doesn't get the attention that they should, uh, who is it? Man, it, it, I think there's too many to name. I mean, like, so like, like I'll start like with you guys, right? Like the Titans, I think you guys are, you guys became an organization. I want to say two years ago, it was 2020, right? Yeah. This it was is like, our, you guys, cause you guys were year, actually. So, um, kind of the story behind that was, um, I, I had gotten out of the Longhorn, like, I graduated from from uh, University of Texas. Um, mm. Was looking for a team, and you know, kind of hopped around a little bit. And then eventually, I was like, you know what? I have a lot of friends that are really talented. Why don't I just get them to carry me to my first win? And so, like, they all carried me to my first win. We all played uh, in the Houston Series GCS under the name I Thirty Five All Stars, which. Um, was a team name that I had come up with just for like the local X Factor three band series. Um, so on that original I-35 All-Stars, which actually funny story yesterday, I think was like the two year anniversary of that had um, myself, Paul Hubert, Jared Sherman, Renee, um, Dylan, uh, Bill Kong, who's playing with Greed right now, and then uh, Cade Brewer. Or the seven on that team. So like that. Yeah, absolutely stacked. And we were playing D4. Yeah, no, so, that's stacked. That's awesome. So yeah, that that I-35 line. And then we went to cup or not cup, but the USXBL championships. Uh, we kept Paul. We added uh, Leo Lamas and uh, Ryan Connors, who were they had kind of taken some time off after uh, Austin Weird went away. And then kind of like those all guys, we all started the Titans last year. So this we're ending our second season with the Titans now. Nice. Like, I think, I think you guys have been killing it with your organization. And then like, so like starting like the, 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 um, not notorious, the San Antonio teams. Right. Um, and then you look at like innocent bystanders. I think Caesar does a really good job at getting new players and like giving them a home that they can actually learn from and have like a community. And then I, I feel like Dragoons, I mean, they just got second in D4. And I feel like that's huge for them. Like I, I, I just feel like they've always been like a, like a lower D5 San Antonio team. So for them to go out and get second, I'm excited to see what they do at uh USXBL. And then, you know, at fit like tribe in the national division or national league, They've been killing it in D four. Like they just they they got second in Florida. They they just fucking. I know for a fact they won Philly and Chicago. I don't remember what they did at Dallas. I think they got here. Let me look it up real quick. I know that uh, Houston Zone won in D four in Dallas. Yeah. Um, okay. I remember that. They, I know they've gotten a first, a second, and a third this year. 
Yeah. Uh, so tribe here, I'm pulling it up right now, actually. So tribe in D four X ball, they got second in Florida. Uh, they got six in Texas. They won Philly and they just won Chicago. Yeah. Cause I had a, I had a bet with uh, one of the guys. I was like, I'll give you your clear bottoms back if you win a back to back and win Chicago. And he's like, Hey man, I want my clear bottoms. Okay. But um, no. And then, and then like, shut up. We're trying, right. They just got second in Chicago. They're working hard. Greed always kills it, right? Like, they, they don't play a lot of national events, just, you know, time, money, work, right? They're all grown men. Um, but they've been top two in every premier tournament in USXBL. They're putting in a ton of work. Then you got, like, TKO, like, I'm coaching these guys. It's not if but when they win a USXBL. They they put in a lot of work every weekend, and they want to win. August, Alex Augusto kills it. Like, he... He is a is one of those owners that like he holds his players to a standard, and and they all believe in it, and and it, it's nice to see, man. Um, and then like for for like you, like you personally with with your podcast, I think that for Texas paintball for one is great, but I think for paintball in general, it's phenomenal. For people like you're literally taking time out of your night to find people to have an interview with that you think would entertain your viewers. Right. Um, I think that's awesome. Um, and then like, uh, Diaz, Diaz is killing it with XXV. So he, he basically gives players a route to make money off their own brand. Right. So like, um, I, I don't know, like all his logistics and his prices and stuff. Right. But he will make the clothing for you and it costs you no money from my understanding and he just is like, hey, I'll pay you per shirt that sells. So you're not spending any money. You're just making money off your own name. He's just doing it through his clothing brand. It helps him grow, helps you make money off of your own name, right? Um, and then Welts, Scott Stewart, he's killing it. He's he's just making straps. I think he just sold out of his second run of straps. Um, he makes different clothing and stuff like that, just kind of soft goods for paintball. But, um, man, and then, you know, the two, you know, there's us, and then there's uh, – there's notorious and I feel like Texas paint is uh it's big, man. Like we were talking about earlier, I think all the divisional teams, it's a it's a pretty competitive race. Like this championship coming up, the USXBL championships, it's gonna be entertaining. Like I'm excited, like I'm coaching TKO and D four, but I'm very excited to see, you know, the teams from uh like team thirteen coming up from Louisiana, people from Oklahoma, um uh just different teams coming up, I feel like it's going to be very competitive. I think this Texas tournament for the championships is going to be really good. But uh, no, I'm excited, man. Yeah, a lot of exciting things happening in Texas. Uh, I'll shout out to Caesar. He was on, I think, two episodes ago, um, you know, getting his story and just everything he's done with his program and just bringing so many new faces into the, into the scene and, you know, now with the new women's team, uh, and it's in bombshells. Uh, they've just the amount of players that Caesar has brought in. Like he, he even told a story like freaking Archie Montemayor went to the high school that he worked out and he got Archie into the game and Grayson Goff as yeah, well. Like, that's like, insane. Yeah. Um, that, the dude, the dude is, is one of paintball's biggest supporters. And I don't think it's like talked about enough. Yeah. And I'm happy to like use this platform. Like it's, it's not so much for entertainment, but like just getting all of their stories out, like guys that you would never hear from otherwise, like, um, you know, you're episode 14, but like it just in these 
past you know three months or so now like i've learned so much from all of the different people that i've had on the show like uh yes i've i've had some pros like uh i had colt on and uh i had devin stewart on and you know guys within the kind of pro and semi-pro scene like i had british on uh yourself now uh gel stewart but like also other people that oh and of course alex martinez can't forget him but you know other guys that like you wouldn't really hear their story or like from those certain aspects like uh get that shot had him early on and who like been absolutely nailing it with all of the photos and reels that he posts of us and his kind of journey to become the the pro media on uh you know getting to cover pro char teams like shooting for infamous that's awesome uh, yeah um and also you know talking about greed and i'm actually gonna have jason bonner on next week so nice yeah nice that'll be good i'll have to watch that one. Oh yeah so just uh anytime i ask that question i'm just like okay who do i need to look to get on the show next but yeah a lot of a lot of really exciting names going on in texas so colt uh thank you so much for your time um i think we got everything from the chat as well uh so do you have any other last shout outs or things you'd like to say or promote before we sign off yeah um so actually um the xtpl we're doing uh doing the champions cup thing right so um five grand for first and uh basically it's a d4 x-ball tournament nxl rules and you get a play with a pro player as well so they're your omitted player, right? So, uh, or you could do another D three player, D two, D one, whatever. But we also have a lot of pros on the list. So if you don't have a pro that you're like, well, I don't know any pros, and I don't want to have to pay for one, you don't have to pay for one. We will give you a pro to play with, right? So like Kyle Barry from Killers. Um, there's two more, uh, Carter Donaldson, and another one like Blake Yarbers coming, Mike Arena, different high end pro players are coming to play this, and uh, I. I think some, you know, it's a good learning experience to see how a pro looks at the game of paintball. Um, and then we have our Mech X ball as well. So I just want to shout that out, give people a little insight. It's uh, October 15th and 16th. So if you're looking to sign up, it's five grand for first. Yeah, and that'll be. And then, uh, and then of course, right our uh, XBL as well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it'll be with an X. Um, the big X will be on the layout, so I can give that as a little little teaser. But it won't be um, it won't be the USXBO layout, it'll, but it will have the X. Awesome! So yeah, go sign up for XCPL, y'all. Um, you know, if you want to get that experience, especially like playing with a pro player. Like I know you you mentioned a couple of names. I think uh, Meter Ninos has historically been there. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesse Stevens, a couple of the other X Factor guys. Um, yeah, uh, that'll be huge experience to get to do that. Uh, so yeah, Colt, thank you so much for your time. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to go follow Colt. That's at Colt.Lucal45 on Instagram. And also, uh, while you're at it, follow Paintball Fit. That's at Paintball Fit. Uh, so y'all, what other guests would y'all like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. Show goes live weekly here on twitch.tv slash in the pits paintball podcast. Uh, recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Uh, shout out to 
my partners and sponsors. We have FU Athletics, Get That Shot, Paintball Kumite, and Compete. Uh, I also just announced on Sunday that I finally have merch for the show. I'm going to be doing a tech tease that's through uh, Compete, through Jell Stewart's brand. I've got the kind of solid metal pattern. Like if you're watching the show right now, kind of that, that metal background with the logo on it. And then I also have like a black fade to that metal pattern. Uh, we're going to be making 50 shirts. So whether it's like 25 and 25 or 40 and 10 or whatever the split is between the two patterns, uh, we're only making 50. Uh, pre-orders are up now through next weekend. And uh, we might be taking orders at USXBL as well, since I'll have like kind of the, the first runs of each pattern. Uh, so yeah, uh, just message me either on Facebook or on Instagram if you want to get an order in. Uh, so y'all next week's episode again, uh, I know tonight we're doing it on Thursday just cause, uh, Colt is usually doing the night ball on Wednesday nights. Uh, but next week we'll be back to our normal Wednesday night episode. We will have Jason Bonner on for episode 15. So y'all, uh, we'll see you then Colt. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. In the pits is partnered with get that shot. Get That Shot provides both photo and video coverage to teams and individuals competing at the upcoming USXBL Championships. Is your team needing media coverage? Spots are filling up fast, so message getdat underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram for more details. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages experience levels, and skill groups, and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order.